Welcome to Massive Late Fee. And now your hosts, Mark and Carol. Well, hello everyone. Welcome back to Massive Late Fee. My name is Mark. With me as always is my super cool girlfriend, Carol. How are you doing today, Carol? Hey, what's up? Not much. It's been a good week here. It is May 10th, 1997. What do you think, Carol? Lots and lots of things. Oh, yeah? You only wish you knew. <laughs> maybe I <laughs> wish I... Or maybe I'm glad I don't know. Maybe. It is a little scary in here sometimes. Yeah? Yeah. Well, you need to uh, let people in or whatever. I don't know what they say. What do they say? I, I don't know. What do Step they say? Step into my parlor. So the spider to the fly? There you go. Okay. You want to in web our listeners. Wow. With the wonder that is your life. <laughs> So it's been a beautiful, beautiful day it has. and it's spring has sprung all over us. <laughs> Finally. Yeah, exactly. It's been very nice. There are ducks that live outside in our yard. <laughs> there are. Yeah. Yep. Ducks that swim in the little pond. <laughs> they're super cute. They are. They're nice. They go. <laughs> They tell us all about uh, crackers. Crack, crack, crackers. Sure. (laughs) What's your favorite thing to do in spring that you know we can't do in winter? Go for walks. Oh, yeah. You like like taking the walks? I do. Strap on a Walkman, a Sony Walkman. uh, When I said strap (laughs) on your face. (laughs) My mind went somewhere else. (laughs) Like, we can use that in the winter, too. Like. Oh, my God. <laughs> that is not anything that happens <laughs> in this household. He's just, you know, in Paris. <laughs> no, really, that's not. This is how rumors get started, Carol. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, you can strap on a Sony Walkman. <laughs> Peg your pants. And what in the fuck? Walk down the street, you know, like tight rolled your jeans. I don't do that. No, we no one does anymore. Because the last time I did that, because no, because it's a real issue. Because I'm short, okay. <laughs> but the last time that it's I, a real issue, people. <laughs> the last time I did it, don't get her started on the hypercolor disaster. My friend Heather mm-hmm. said, "Hey, where's the flood?" Oh yeah. And then I was so embarrassed, and I wanted to cry and die and hide all at the same time. Because it was high school, and that was how things felt back then. 1989 called. Hey, no. Who wants its story back? Um, (gasps) Ooh, ouch. Meanie. Yes. Anyway, so we watched a movie today. I I have no news today. Shame on you. Shamey. Slacking. But I do have some other deliciousness. Is it my favorite thing? It's because I love the movie we watched so it much. It is my favorite thing. Then we're going to do some massive love. Yay. Carol, I've got four massive lovelies for you here. Start out, college girl wanted. Okay. Handsome, single, white, Jewish male. It's SWJM. 31, brown hair, blue eyes, six foot even, 185 pounds, 
down to earth, even tempered, seeks single female, 18 to 25, for fun loving relationship. He, he's a 31 year old, but specifically wants a college girl. I think that he has some kind of weird fantasy he's trying to fulfill because why else? And like something seriously wrong if at 31 he's like, I want an 18 year old. Right. Yeah, that's. That's kind of what I'm thinking, too. What is the pathology of that, Carol? Where, I mean, that's like some kind of arrested development, right? Well, yeah, and, like, here's the thing. He's going legal, which is good, but I don't know that I trust him (laughs) around uh, young girls. Yeah. Well, you know what I think? I think, Carol, that he wants a, uh, that he wants a girl gone wild. You think so, huh? Yeah, college girls gone wild or whatever. You've seen those late night oh, yeah. infomercials, right? Yeah. Girls gone wild. He just wants an invitation to a frat party. What do you think about uh what do you think about the girls gone wild stuff with the going to Mardi Gras and uh show us your, your tits and, and we'll throw beads at you and all that stuff? Well I'm I'm torn between being pissed off by it and wanting to do it. <laughs> Because it actually looks like a lot of fun to be a girl gone wild. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I mean, mostly it's, like, you know, degrading to women and stuff. I think so. it's funny that somebody decided, let's go on the street with a video camera and find drunk girls <laughs> and say, hey, we'll give you a T-shirt right? if you pull your shirt up and let us film it and sign this release. Is that the whole thing? Because I've never actually watched it. Just well, the commercials. Well, I've, yeah, the infomercials. Yeah. Where, they, where they're like, uh, woo, and then they got the girls gone wild bar across their chest. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I've seen one. Okay. Basically, that, yeah, that's what they do. They go around to places where girls are drunk. Like Mardi Gras. Yeah. And they, you know, that's what they do. And there's, there's always a guy just off camera who's like, hey, it's like handing them stuff or whatever. Or, like, offering them, like, a hundred bucks or something like that to do it, right? You know what, girls? Your tits are worth more. And then, yeah, some of them are. And then, um, some of them are worth considerably less. Um, And then, uh, there's, like, there will be a scene where they're like, hey, we want you two girls to make out or whatever. That's another big thing. Hmm. So, Do they give them more? I have no idea. I I don't see the negotiations. So... But it's, I saw one, so I was at my friend Bob's house. Bob, uh, I'm not going to say his last name, but uh, you right. know you know who you are, Bob. He's got <laughs> the, a couple of the Girls Gone Wild things. I think he was able to finagle uh, a credit card or something like that and order them offline or order them, uh, you know, off the, the TV. Mm-hmm. So he we watched a couple at his house, and there's one where, like, the girls clearly don't like. There's like the makeout session, right? Like lay on the bed, makeout and stuff like that. And the girls clearly don't want to do it. And you hear like the guys over there like explaining, "Oh, come on, you know it's like and like try really like doing the hard sell of trying to coerce them." And at one point, I was just like, "This isn't fun. This <laughs> just makes me feel bad." Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. usually how it goes. I mean, like unless they're professionals, mm-hmm. they're gonna. You're going to meet some resistance. The girls are going to not feel great about it. Like, it's not really, it's not as fun as it looks. Right. 
But speaking of infomercials, Carol. Yes. The next massive love. Ladies, are you busy? Divorced? Kids? No time? But need attention? What the fuck? That's how it starts. Are you in marketing, sir? <laughs> There's got to be a better way. <laughs> Shit. You just see like, ladies, are you busy? Divorced? Kids? No time? But need attention? And she's just holding a vibrator. <laughs> and he's like, there's got to be a better way. <laughs> White male for private healthy seeks, seeks weight proportionate to height. Female race open. It's like... He he got all the marketing buzzwords out of the way, and then he had aphasia for the rest of the fucking thing because that's how he ends it. White male for private healthy seeks <laughs> weight proportionate to height. Female race open. What the fuck is that? So it's no like fatties. Put, it's like he put. But listen to the sentence structure. <laughs> it's like he put all the things that he wanted to say in a blender right? and then just threw them on the page. <laughs> It is pretty bad. But it's like, yeah, ladies, are you busy? Divorced? Kids? No time? But need attention? White male, comma, for private, comma, healthy, comma, seeks weight proportionate to height. No, no, no punctuation of any kind. Female, or F, period, race open, period. White male for private? What does that mean? For private, Seeks for private, healthy. Seeks weight proportionate. What is for private, comma, healthy, comma, seeks weight proportionate? You know what he wants. You know what he's saying. It's ridiculous, though. Oh, it's terrible. Yeah, he wants to fuck single moms. (laughs) And, And, like, I don't even get, like, the healthy part. Like, is he healthy? Does he want them to be healthy? He's not being very specific. Yeah, he's, I think he's like, he's, I'm healthy. I don't care. You could be diseased. That's Just fine. don't be fat. <laughs> no fatties. Weight proportionate to height. Why do you use so many words to say? I don't want fat chicks. Well, that's more words. Oh. Well, yeah, I guess no fatties. Is, is. <laughs> but speaking of no fatties, yes. attractive 300 plus single black female. Oh, my. Yeah, that's 300 plus. What does that mean? 300, like the scale. Is that your sex number? The scale goes to 300, and um, I I don't know what it is beyond that. (laughs) 25, looking for friend who may lead to lover. Like an archaeologist? (laughs) Lead me to my lover. That's a pretty big, big lady. Yeah, 300. I mean, like, you know, we don't want to sound mean. No, I'm not trying to fat shame. I'm just saying, like, 300 for a woman is. I mean, it's, it's big for a guy, but for a woman. 300 plus. So, who knows? That could right. be 500 pounds. Who knows? I really think what that means is the scale goes up like the 300. I'm more than that. I don't know what how much more I am. Yeah. And don't really want to find out. That's scary. Yeah, I just, I mean, like, yes, love yourself. But love yourself enough. To care about your health. Right. To try to, you know, be be healthy. Yeah, because don't get me wrong. I'm not like a skinny chick or anything at I'm all. I'm not a skinny yeah. dude. But, you know, you want to try to be healthy. Right. Um, I don't know. She probably... Oh, should I say something mean? I won't say it. Now I want to know. <laughs> I'm just thinking about this one girl that I, I, I knew who was a really big girl, probably more than 300 pounds. Uh-huh. She always smelled like the pizza 
in the in the high school cafeteria. Like there's just always this general grease smell. Yeah. Oh, I thought it was like doughy, like from Ew. Like, the rolls, like yeast and stuff, just just everywhere. Oh. Candita. Is that what it's called? Holy shit, stop. You're making me so grossed out. Oh. Sorry. Oh. <laughs> uh, yeah. And anyway. <laughs> Last one. Canadian female, 19, sailor, looking for someone to talk to about anything and everything. She's a 19-year-old Canadian who's a sailor. Yeah. I, at first, I thought she was looking for a sailor, but now I realize, yes, she is a 19-year-old Canadian female sailor. I don't know if she's in the military, like if she's in the Canadian Navy. Hmm. You know, the Canadian, Maybe. Na- Canadian Navy, which is a bathtub and uh, two oars. <laughs> um, but I like that she's looking for someone to talk to about anything and everything. She's very lonely. She could be your Canadian girlfriend that you tell everybody right. about. She reminds me of this uh, female trucker who came into the bookstore I was working in one day. Yeah. And literally pulled up the folding chair that was against the wall and sat down and started talking to me. Let me tell you about <laughs> It's like, holy shit. Yeah. Large Marge. <laughs> She wanted to talk about any and everything for yeah. sure. But I mean, don't they have those CB radios? Like, shouldn't they like could. talk to each other? Why you got to come in the bookstore and talk to me? I'm a Canadian sailor and I, <laughs> I am from Quebec, as you can see. <laughs> Quebec, c'est quoi? Wow. Yeah. yeah. I know French. <laughs> Good for you. I know Canadian French accents. <laughs> I learned it from my Canadian girlfriend that I had in high school or whatever. Do you think that anybody has a Canadian girlfriend? No. Do you think it's ever true? I think true? they're all fake. Don't you? Probably. Where are you going to meet a Canadian girlfriend? Well, I mean, we're we're in Detroit, so, you know. Yeah, that's I mean, maybe if you far. live in Texas, people were like, "Oh, my girlfriend lives in uh Mexico, you don't know her." <laughs> right? I don't know. I don't know what the rest of the country's experience is with that. But here, everyone had a Canadian girlfriend. That they, you know, whatever. They met them in Ontario. Yeah. <laughs> when they would. They met them on Lake Superior. <laughs> Just like, we met in the middle of the lake. <laughs> there you go. We had one wild night. Or they were just under the Detroit River. Now we talk on the phone all the time, which the most unbelievable thing about that is uh, anyone's dad allowing them to talk long distance. Uh, right. To uh, to Canada. No, oh, you better keep meeting on the river, right. people. Maybe nights and weekends. Maybe the nights and weekends package. Uh, you know what's you know what's the worst when you're a kid is when uh, someone calls and you star sixty nine them because so because you, you find out who called you mm-hmm. and then those charges <laughs> appear on the, the phone <laughs> bill and then your mom opens the phone bill and is like, "What the hell is this?" Uh, Extra forty dollars in Star sixty nine. Holy today. shit! Well, they're like they're like ninety nine cents or a dollar ninety nine. So you did that forty times in a month, you weirdo. Maybe. Holy shit! Buy an answering machine. That'd be cheaper. Every phone bill has its Star sixty nine charges. <laughs> Some people don't like. They don't. 
leave their number though. You know, it's always like a fucking uh, telemarketer too. Oh yeah, that's the problem. Yeah, it's never it's never what you want it to be. Well, speaking of things that are or are not what they want, what you want it to be, Carol was the movie that we saw, Romy and Michelle's high school reunion. Was it the movie that you wanted it to be? It was okay. It really was like I enjoyed. End of show. <laughs> no, I really enjoyed this movie, but I think the one who stole the show was neither Romy nor Michelle. I I have a feeling I know who you think stole the show. Janine Garofalo. Yeah, she's now. I was gonna say, I would say that she like came in and carried the movie. But she really doesn't. No, I mean, she's not in it as much. But she owns every scene she's in. Yes. Yes. Like, it's like, I'm going to use a sports analogy. Sorry to talk about sports, everyone. I know how you hate when we talk about sports. Fuck y'all. But but it's uh, it's like two rookies in basketball, you know, like, uh, and then the veteran comes on the court and maybe (laughs) they're not as flashy as the rookies or whatever, but they absolutely, they know the ropes and they absolutely command the stage. Yes. Right. That's Janine Garofalo's character in a nutshell. You know what though? I discovered something in this movie. What? Her eyes are amazing. Oh yeah. Like, I mean, we saw her in like the truth about cats and dogs. Yes, we did. And she's cute in that movie. Yeah. She barely wears any makeup or anything, though. She's like, supposed she's, to be the ugly one, and yeah. she's probably stick-thin in real life. But um, in this movie, you know, she actually has on, like, some makeup and eyeliner, and she does all kinds of things with her eyes, and they're just so cool. Yeah. I think I might have a crush on her now. Really? Yeah, I think so. We also watched her in Reality Bites. Yeah, she wasn't as cool in that movie. Well, she's supposed to be super cool. She is. <laughs> <laughs> but no, she she absolutely owns it. Yeah. I think, however, that uh Lisa Kudrow. Now I can see I've read some some of the reviews for this and some of the people are saying like, "Oh, it's Phoebe on film." Oh no. Absolutely not. No. There's a couple times where she she gets like a Phoebe kind of voice or like mannerism, but I think that's just her. Right. But she, I think she's really underrated as a comedic actress. She's very good. Yeah. She's, she's very good at physical comedy in an understated, not over the top way, in a way that plays really well, unlike Jim Carrey. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and she's excellent at the turn of phrase, you know, the... She frames a joke or frames a situation perfectly. Yeah. Yeah, she, I mean, she really, although, like, I mean, we got to give credit to uh, Michelle, too, whoever. You're a sort of, you know. She did did good, too. (laughs) She's good in this movie. She's doing something with her voice that I don't know what the hell it is. She sounds like a man. Is that not the way she usually sounds? I think she she has a lower voice. But she'll say like, um, oh, what are you doing? You know, like I she's think, 
She's got that kind of like, ew, like, you know, and she's, but it's really pronounced. And I'm like, it was a bit distracting in the movie. I'm like, what the fuck is this accent? I think she's trying to do a California accent, which really doesn't make sense because they're from uh, Tucson, Tucson, Arizona. Tucson, Arizona. Yeah. I mean, they're in Los Angeles now and they've been there for a decade probably. So it would make sense maybe to have it now, but not in the high school scenes, but she right. has it then too. Oh, Ramon, you're a god of sex or what? Yeah, I guess <laughs> I guess I can see that. It's sort of like a female Keanu Reeves. But like, like, why does she sound like a man? That's my, my question. She, just, she has a low voice. But that's really her voice? Like, I think so. As far as I, as far as I, I mean, I haven't seen her in a lot. She hasn't been in a lot. She was in that Mighty Aphrodite movie where she won the Academy Award and for Best Supporting Actress. And um, other than that, I don't think I've really seen her in anything. Hmm. The, the Woody Allen movie. Yeah, I mean, every time she talks, it's kind of jarring. Oh, no. <laughs> like, it's, I don't know, it's just weird. Yeah. I'm, you're, you're the Rhoda Mary, or I'm the <laughs> Mary or whatever, you know. Um, I don't know, like, just odd. So there's 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 definitely things to say. First of all, it's a comedy, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's brilliantly structured, the screenplay, because we're introduced to Romeo and Michelle in their environment, mm-hmm. and we get a very clear sense immediately of who these characters are, what their relationship is, what's going on in their life. Yes. Then... Because the whole plot line is about them going to their high school reunion. They meet Janine Garofalo, as you said, who mentions the high school reunion. They didn't get an invitation for some reason. Well, maybe they didn't give them their address, you know, in uh, Los Angeles. And maybe their parents didn't bother. Yeah, we don't hear a lot about their family life or anything like that. I wonder if maybe they just don't have a family. Because they certainly seem to only care about each other, really. Right, yeah. But then they go, so they go home, they talk about it, and they open their yearbook, and through the pages of their yearbook, we get all this backstory delivered in a very naturalistic way. Even though it's all exposition, you know, like backstory and stuff like that, it's the the framing method of it with the, the yearbook and going in and out of the pictures. There's a mm-hmm. lot of really good cinematography being done here with that. Um is is nice and it's all it all flows very naturalistically. Them talking about it and then we get a good sense of what their high school was like. And then we go on the road, you know, very very short road trip. It's not really a road trip movie. So it's I mean it's a lo- it's a longer road trip in real life, but there's not a ton on the road. Oh no, hardly anything really. We get the we get the inevitable uh, second act, end of second act, beginning of third act beat where the heroes have a you know a, a misunderstanding or whatever, and then break up before they triumphantly come back together. That was not a misunderstanding. No, not a mis- But I'm saying like that's a that's a typical trope of of a movie, right? Right. Uh, where they do that and then the heroes come back together. And then we get the, you know, the, the actual reunion part. And, uh, but we get, 
we get a fantasy sequence beforehand, which is another that was thing. Weird. Which is another thing that I really loved, though, because this is just a, a simple comedy movie. And I wish I I looked at who directed this, and I didn't. I should have. But this is a simple comedy movie. This could easily have just been a throwaway, whatever. Right? They they don't need to do anything fancy. Right. There's a beautiful tracking shot. And it's very uh, ethereal, which makes sense because it kind of clues us in that this is a fantasy. It's not really happening. Um, of them going into the reunion in the fantasy at the beginning. But there's a there's a beautiful tracking shot of them walking in where it just kind of it follows and pans. and, and Or dolly shot. I mean, it's a dolly shot where it follows and pans and then kind of goes in through the doors. Yeah. And it's beautiful. It really is a, like a gorgeous shot. Um and it's it's so fancy for this for this movie, but it's it really shows an attention to detail, a care uh, from the directing side of things uh, about what um, you know what's going on here. And did you notice that in the fantasy, everyone but them was in pastel? No, I didn't notice that. Yeah, it kind of reminded me of when they went to prom. And everyone but them was dressed in, you know, typical 1980s prom clothing. And right. Then they were in, like, I don't know, well, it makes Vogue sense. clothing. Well, it makes sense then because that's probably how they remembered them. Yeah. And they remember standing out. And Right, exactly. Um, But, yeah, like, I thought their fight was really fucking stupid, honestly. Well, yeah. It was, it was, there was... It's the barest justification for a uh, third act split up. Yeah. Because, um, like, okay, Romy is the one that has a job, yes? Or is that Michelle? Yes. No, 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 Michelle's got the job. Romy is Lisa Kudrow. Michelle is Mira Sorvino. And Michelle has been taking care of Romy, it seems, possibly for a whole decade. Like, there's never any mention of her ever having had a job. Yeah. Like, what the fuck? And then, like, I don't know, they're arguing about Mary and Rhoda. First of all, I need some education here because I don't really know what that means, the Mary and Rhoda thing. Mary Tyler Moore and Rhoda Morgan Stern, I think, was her. I think it was Morta. Yeah, yeah, I think it was Rhoda Morgan Stern. It's, um, uh, what's her name? Uh, uh, Valerie um, Harper. Okay. Is the actress's name. From the Mary Tyler Moore show. Uh. So it's Mary Tyler Moore, Mary Richards, mm-hmm. and her best friend across the hall neighbor, because they live in an apartment building in Minneapolis, uh, Rhoda, played by Valerie Harper. Well, they're arguing about who gets to be Mary and who gets to be Rhoda, and Mary's I don't know the, which one's... Mary's the pretty one. Okay. And Rhoda's the funny one, basically. But, like, Michelle... Throws in Romy's face that, you know, she has a job and, you know, I'm surprised it hasn't come up more. Right. Like, she's taking care of her. It's really fucked up. And she's a cashier. And I a mean, Jaguar and a, place. Yeah, but still, she just works the desk. She cannot make that much money. Yeah. They can afford a beautiful Los Angeles apartment. Yeah. Although, I don't know where they, the area they lived in didn't look great. They might live in, like, Watts. Yeah. Whatever. It's still unrealistic. <clears throat> yeah. So, what do you think of the clothes? Like, I love oh, their is, clothes. This is your 
this is your uh, oeuvre. You know? <laughs> well, I mean, it, it turns out that they make their own clothes. and um, Well, Romy does. Okay. Romy makes the clothes. They both design them. Yeah. So, in high school, they made their clothes. Right. They're still making them now. In high school, Michelle was fat. And by fat, they mean uh, they put her in a, a blazer with shoulder pads. Because, <laughs> yeah, make make Mira Sorvino fat. Right. And Romy wore a back brace. Right. And they were always getting picked on, whatever. Like, they... they they're so pretty. Like, you can't really make them look like dorks. They tried, but... Yeah, they tried really hard, but it's... <laughs> yeah, not possible. Um, but it is... It speaks to something that's interesting about uh, people getting picked on and teased in high school and stuff. I mean, there's there's something here that's more than just a comedy. Okay. Like, there's, there's commentary about how high school fucking sucks. Yeah. And that... You know, the people that were popular in high school peaked in high school and are fucking miserable yeah. for the rest of their lives and, and that kind of stuff. And how, like, everybody made somebody else's life miserable. Yes. And everybody had somebody who looked up to them. And, yeah. And, like, because they had this dude, Sandy, was in love with uh, Michelle. Frank, played by Alan Cumming from uh, the GoldenEye movie we saw. He froze. Remember? He got yeah. frozen to death or whatever. And he also was in um, the Irish movie that we watched, Circle of Friends. He was the villain. Oh, you're right. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. He he was cuter in this movie. They must have made him look ugly in that movie on purpose. I guess. I mean, he's not the cutest guy in the world. No, but, but I mean, they at least, like, I don't know, he looked decent. Anyway. Yeah, he had money. That's what you saw, Carol. Well, even in high school, I don't think he looked that bad. I knew this guy that uh, um, he's bald, right? He's mm-hmm. bald, and uh, he took a stack of uh, like five thousand or whatever, like in a bundle, you know, with um, a rubber band. He put it on top of his head, and he said, "This makes me as attractive." As any <laughs> oh, that's funny. But yeah. Uh, my point was just that I love their clothes and yeah. also though they're freaks because they wear clothing inappropriately. Like oh, interesting. Like when they were at the gym working well, out in fucking high heels yeah. and skirts. Like yeah. what? Nobody would do that. Vinyl vinyl dresses and uh or skirts and, you know, halter tops or whatever. No one would do that. Yeah. That would be warm, you would think. It'd that, be awful. That doesn't breathe. That material no. does not breathe. Yeah, it would be terrible. And then, yeah, they, uh, it's the the fashion's interesting. This movie's very colorful. Yes, this this is a very bright color palette. This entire entire movie, and it's it's just it's really happy and fun. And I like. You know, Romy and Michelle kind of remind me a little bit of, and I kind of almost wish they didn't do the, you know, we get mad at each other and break up aspect of it. Because um, it was so short and it really didn't mean anything in the long mm-hmm. run. But they remind me a little bit of Bill and Ted. Okay. I can see that. Like, and one of the things that I think is fun fun about Bill and Ted is like, so Bill and Ted are in, also in high school. Mm-hmm. They don't belong in any group, 
really, they're not jocks. They're not nerds. They're not burnouts because they don't like smoke pot or anything like that. They don't. They don't drink. They also don't. They didn't. They're not teased by anybody. Okay. Like you know, they're not like. And obviously, that's a big part of this movie. So I don't think they should go that far. But like, you don't see them really get, getting bullied by everybody. They just kind of are. Mm-hmm. You know, they just kind of exist, and they're just very happy, go lucky, and nothing like gets to them. There, there's one point in the movie where. Uh, Ted is making fun of Bill because Bill's dad married Missy, who they went to high school with. Okay, she was like a senior when they were freshmen or whatever. And he's like, "I can't believe you're, di- you know, your dad married Missy." And he's like, "Or Missy's your mom." He's like, "Shut up, Ted." And he's like, uh, "He's like, hey, you know, like you know this." He's like, "Shut up, Ted." And he's like, "Remember when uh, when you asked her to the prom?" Or <laughs> he's like, "I said shut up, Ted." And they just kind of look at each other, and then they just smile, and like everything's fine. They get mad at each other for like a second, right? And then that's it. Then everything is fine, and that's like a charming thing about them is they're not. They're just like happy go lucky. These two are very much the same way. Yeah. Like their lives are just like they see only all the positive about their about what's going on in their lives. They don't see anything negative. They get dragged back down into that high school as they they're reminiscing and stuff. Mm-hmm. They get ba- dragged back down into that high school way of thinking, thinking about themselves like other people see them. And then that gets them on the wrong path of trying to lose weight, trying to get boyfriends, trying to get meaningful jobs, and right. stuff like that. It eventually leads to them lying about inventing the uh, sticky notes, post-it notes, post-it yeah. notes or whatever, <laughs> which I'm pretty sure were invented a long time before they were in high school. Oh, yeah. But I guess that goes along with how ridiculous the movie is. Well, and that's how they their lie gets busted so quick because right. it's obvious lie. But, but um, so that all that makes sense thematically. I wish they hadn't gone the step farther of turning them against each other, though. And it seems like the only reason they did that is so that they could get shot down separately or whatever. I, I don't know. I guess. I mean, like, what ended up happening was the one was getting picked on and then the other one stopped for her. So then they were friends again. Like, Yeah, and that's the redemptive arc of, hey, we don't give a fuck what you think. Right. We're just going to be happy like we were before in our own lives. And then... That leads to, you know, everything good. Right. That leads to the, the multi-billionaire or whatever. Uh, <laughs> Sandy. Sandy Frank who invented who invented rubber. Some special kind of rubber. That they use in every tennis shoe in the world. <laughs> so, yeah. So he, I don't get it. Like, okay, at prom, he wanted to dance with Michelle mm-hmm. and she turned him down. Yeah. She wanted to dance with whoever, like, the quarterback dude. I don't remember his name. And he, like, said yes and then skipped out on her. Right. So there's, like, this whole, like, let's let's fix the mistakes we made in prom thing mm-hmm. happening. Yeah. But, so, he he finally gets her to dance with him, and it's a big thing. And he, But she's like, only if you dance with both of us. And then they, like, dance around in this weird choreographed dance. I did not like it. And... Like, okay, at the end, they're like, oh, we got to pay him back. He gave us the loan for our business. Was there anything romantic there at all? It doesn't appear so. Okay. Which I think is fine. 
Because it's clear she didn't want him in high school. Right. And it's like, if she wanted him now, it would only be because he had money. And so it's like, it seems more like they're just friends. Yeah. Now. And then Janine Garofalo is also their friend. Is she? Well, she was at the store, their store. Yeah. Their boutique. They That's get true. Their, yeah. They get the oh, happy yeah. ending. That is true. And she looked cute in that dress. Do you I think guess. that, uh, do you think her and the Marlboro man are going to get together? Apparently. <laughs> Because Janine Garofalo had this just this thing in the back of the round of the movie, but she smoked, and every time she would be outside smoking, this guy who looked like the Marlboro Man and never said anything, Justin Theroux, she would ask him for a light, and he'd just toss his cigarette at her, mm-hmm. which, like... Kind of an asshole thing to do. Yeah, but why didn't she ever have anything to light her own fucking cigarettes Well, with? that's a good point. <laughs> that kind of bothered me. But then it ended up that he like likes her, and then they made out. Yeah, and I guess they're, I don't know. Who knows? Maybe they just hooked up. Maybe. I mean, he lives in Tucson. She lives in Los Angeles. Yeah, that's true. Well, actually, I don't know where he lives. Yeah. I just assumed he lived in Tucson, but maybe everyone that lived in Tucson eventually moves to Los Angeles. Maybe. I mean, Kath, Cam, Cameron Mannheim was there in that store as well. Which one was that? That was the Toby, the bigger, the, the bigger lady. She 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 stole at least one scene in the uh, <laughs> the the not flashback but the um, I don't know the what if the the dream that uh, that Phoebe had yeah where she's like uh, hey everybody Sandy Frank's coming in his private jet come on and she's like just over the top with her. Uh, her face right in the center of the camera. <laughs> Very funny. Yeah. She's uh good, uh, like, physical comedy. Yeah, I mean, aside from the stupid choreographed dance with Sandy Frink at the end, I mean, most of the movie was really good. <laughs> to time after time? Yeah. They, man, they, they, really got, uh, they really got use out of that license that they got for time after time. Huh? Right. <laughs> they played it like three times. It's a good song. Yeah, but there's there's a lot of good there's a lot of good eighty songs in this uh, this movie. Yeah, it's not really a nostalgic movie. It's a very of this time movie. Yes, but I don't know. It I like it, and I'm glad that they finally ended up with their you know they ended up getting a shop for their clothes and everything, which is what they should have been doing all along. Yeah, well, they didn't have the money to do it. Sandy Frank had to give them a loan. Yeah, but. They, it's, it's sort of, they sort of mirror the scene that they're, ta- that they're, they're watching at the beginning because they're watching Pretty Woman. Yeah. And trying to pretend like they don't like the movie. Like they're just <laughs> going to make fun of the movie. And they're like, oh, boo hoo. Like, you know, you don't get to shop or whatever. That's your big thing. And then, um, you know, they get, they get excited later and <laughs> Lisa Kutra's like, I just, I just get so happy when they finally let her shop. Yeah. It's so cute. <laughs> But it's kind of like, it's sort of like that, but from the other side, I guess. Yeah. Because it's like they don't let her have, they don't let her work in a shop on, you know, Rodeo Drive yeah. or whatever. But then she gets a shop on Rodeo That's Drive. That's true. I didn't really think about that. That's cute. So, yeah, it's kind of a little mirror of that. And then, oh, we, we can't not talk about the fucking bitch cheerleader. Oh, God. Who... Is there with all her little click friends who apparently still follow her around 10 years later? Like They're all puppy pregnant dogs. together. Too. They're all, yeah. They're all having babies together. That's and what happens like, when you never form your own personality. Right? And like, 
her husband cheats on her. It's obvious, like, because he tries to cheat on her, but, like, people are talking about, like... He, and he's a drunk. Yeah, and then he says he's not even sure the baby is his. Yeah, so, so I guess she cheats on him, too? Right. And, like, I'm just thinking about it, like, her real relationship is with her friends, not yeah. not her husband. He's right. just a tool. Correct. So, yeah. Yeah, good point. There are people that are like that, I guess, huh? That's gross and wrong, but yeah. Yeah, well, if we ever get married, I hope to be more than just a tool for you. <laughs> and a magnificent tool it is. <laughs> So we started talking about strap-ons, and we're ending. <laughs> I've got penis on the brain tonight. Apparently. Uh, but that is, that's the episode. I, I would say go out and see this movie. For sure. Well worth your time and money. Maybe see it twice. Yeah, see it once for Romy and once for Michelle. <laughs> and then see it once for Janine Garofalo. She really does own every scene she's in in this movie. Yeah, I love her. All right, well, that is the episode for the week. Carol, do it to it. So you can go ahead and write us at latefee1994 at AOL.com. Check out our website at www.retrolatefee.com. Do that, too. Share the tapes with your friends. Oh, yeah. That's it. And we will (laughs) see you next time. Yeah, that's your line. Oh, shit. Why am I hearing that in your voice? I don't know. All right, we will see you next time. Bye. Bye.